Hello, welcome to the Faucet Operation. We're going to kick off season two tonight with my boy, David Leonardi. Yo, what's up? <laughs> How have we been? It's good to be back. It's been a good little over a year yeah. since the last time I was on here. Yeah. <laughs> that was right before I dropped that project, and here we are now, a year later, before I yep. drop another one. Wow. That's weird about how I open we should, we season should two. We should make it a tradition. Every time I, I'm about to drop a project, I, I kick off the season. We kick off the season. <laughs> All right. I dig that. I dig that. that. That's actually a mega power move. That's like <laughs> synergy squared. <laughs> synergy squared. <laughs> Word. It really is, though. Like, that's, yeah. like, a fucking mega force for, like, entertainment. Yeah. Because, like, here you have, like, my podcast where we talk about the weirdest fucking shit, and then you have Remember that, like, fucking dino- fire dropping at the same time. The dinosaur theory. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when dinosaurs had, like, the fucking advanced... When, when, oh, yeah, when I said it, dinosaurs it was the, um, could have had some sort of advanced civilization. Exactly, that's what it was. <laughs> and then as you started talking about that, I started thinking of that fucking video game arc survival <laughs> i know i never played that oh well it's like a video game where you're like stranded on an island and you like have to tame dinosaurs and you build like a civilization with oh, for real? <laughs> yeah and i just kept on thinking of gameplay videos as like you were rambling about that uh dinosaur <laughs> theory that'd be a sweet video game like yeah. dinosaurs trying to make like a like a, like a sim city but dinosaur version <laughs> you could like be a t-rex and just like eat like other dinosaurs and shit Oh, there's a game for that. It's oh, called, for real? Yeah, Jurassic World Evolution. It's oh, that's li- so awkward. It's literally like a, like a zoo tycoon, but oh, for like dinosaurs, and it's like oh, owned word. by Jurassic Park. Oh, like the whole brand. Yeah. And speaking of dinosaurs, I was, um, I was watching the Joe Rogan podcast today, or the Joe Rogan Experience. And I was watching an episode or clips where, like, this paleontologist went on and he debunked, like, the whole, like, dinosaurs are fake theory and shit like that. Well, of course dinosaurs, like, are real. Yeah. Like, here, mean, you, like here you have, like... I can get when people talk about how they can guess, like, the sounds they make and, like, the way their scales looked. But, like, I'm pretty sure there's some sort of science where you can figure out what they looked like. Or I don't know about the sounds, though. I feel like the sounds may be fake. Like, well, the sounds are only based off of our own interpretation of well, what yeah, these exactly. dinosaurs sounded like. Imagine if dinosaurs were talking like us, but like their own like. We what? have no way of knowing. They could have been what? communicating so normally. What if you just saw a T-Rex, right? Just like, yo, what's up, Jeff? Oh, nothing much hit in the office. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll see you after work then. Yeah, we're, we're, going, we're still going out for dinner, right? Yeah, we're going to munch on some of uh, Velociraptors later. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. What if, like, you were driving on the interstate, right, and you just see a fucking T-Rex running at it, like, or running on the interstate, and you, like, stop the fucking car, and the T-Rex is about to roar? So I die. But then the T-Rex actually doesn't have a giant roar, it's just, it just sounds like a songbird singing. <laughs> Like, you just hear the fucking... It's just like a bird whistling. You just see it roaring, but it's, it's just actually just bird whistle. whistling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that could have happened, too. That's funny. Because dinosaurs are related to birds. Well, yes. Yeah. And reptiles. And, like, alligators, yeah. Apparently, yeah. like, alligators... Was, wasn't it, was, like, alligators, like, the only, like, living dinosaur? Because alligators were still around during dinosaurs... There's they, something there's something like that where like some sort of like sea mammal or whatever was like around when the dinosaurs were so they're technically considered a dinosaur even though like we just call them a mammal. Well, I don't think we call rep, uh crocodiles mammals. I think we call them reptiles. Well, you know what? Same thing. I wasn't good with science. <laughs> I I haven't taken a science since junior year of high school. Okay, I've been out of science for 2 years. Oh, I was shit in science. Like I I was decent. I just didn't care. I got an F my sophomore year. Oh. That just goes out to show on how good I am at science. My uh, freshman year biology class, we had to do a science fair. And, like, I'd never done science fair before, and I don't like science. So I kind of just really didn't care. So, like, you know how the whole point of science fair is, like, an experiment? I didn't even do an experiment. I made a Play-Doh model of the brain. Like, I got, like, a piece of paper towel and just got Play-Doh and just kind of made the shape of a brain and brought that to science fair. I managed to write 20, pa- 20 pages about a piece of play. Actually? I, I wrote 20 pages for that report because that was the minimum requirement for 20 pages. I wrote 20 pages about a blob of Play-Doh. 
And I think even though I got <laughs> like a 30, genius. I think that's still one of my biggest accomplishments in high school is that I managed to stretch a piece of Play-Doh to 20 pages. My okay. hypothesis was like, I will go to the store and buy the Play-Doh. And then I will like put the Play-Doh in a certain form that looks like the human brain as a model. And I got like little toothpicks and I tried to put mm-hmm. like signs of what was what. And then I got to school and all the toothpicks like broke. So genuinely, oh. all I had was just a piece of paper towel with a piece of Play-Doh on it that looked like the brain. And that was it. The third judge... That's fucking balls. The third judge of that science fair just stopped in the first 30 seconds and just sat down and laughed, and we just talked about life instead. (laughs) Because there was no point in grading my thing. She gave me a zero. She was like, yeah, you you didn't do anything, did you? And I was like, no. (laughs) (laughs) That's fucking great. I love that. No, but... English, I was such a jackass in in high school. I just did not give a single fuck about English. See, I still didn't care about that kind of stuff at college. So, like, at Endicott, you know where Salem is? Yeah, it's, like, up Salem, near Massachusetts. Yeah, it's, like, outside of Boston. Like yeah, way up, late. right? In the top yeah. corner. Beverly, where Endicott is, is the town next to that. And Beverly used to be a part of Salem. So, the Salem witch trials are a very prevalent thing there. Well, one of my classes freshman year... Uh, my first semester was Salem Witch Trials, where the whole class was just about the Salem Witch Trials. That was my gen ed requirement. And we had to buy this book. And I was like, screw that. I don't want to buy no book. <laughs> I want to buy stuff for the weekend to party with my friends instead. So I didn't buy the book. <laughs> and then the book report came towards the end of the semester. And I was like, oh, no. And it was like, yeah. oh, don't write the book report based on the plot of the book. Write it about how the author wrote the book. And I was like, damn. So what no. I did instead was I just looked up other book reviews about the book. And then just made it my own words and stretched that out to like six pages and then got a hundred on it. Wow, you finessed the <laughs> fuck out of that got class. Got a hundred <laughs> on a book review I never opened or never bought. I never even seen the book in person before. I have, To this day, I have no idea what book it even was. I, I got a hundred on the book review though. That's sick. And it made me pass the class with like an 87. It was like the make or break for my semester. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> That's insane. For my second semester, I needed to get a new history textbook, but I just did not buy it, and I forgot to return the history book from first semester, and it's actually still in my room. I was supposed to buy, like, 12 textbooks second semester, and I bought one, and it was, like, to, for math homework, and that was it. I didn't buy any textbook or any sort of informational stuff that was well needed to pass a class. I just said fuck it and took a nap instead. <laughs> and then, you know what? Got a 3.2 second semester, so I didn't need the textbooks after all, I guess. I'll just save money. Yeah, there are so many situations <laughs> that prove that you don't even need to buy the school, textbooks. School isn't hard. I feel like you need to try to fail a lot. At least for public, I don't know. School. I At least like... for public schools. At yeah. least for public school. Yeah. Private school, I know, is, has different curriculums because they run based off of their own their own beliefs ba- yeah. mixed with the state but yeah. public school is just the state curriculum so that's different i feel like in public schools you have to try to fail yeah because like literally they just don't care in public schools yeah for me i thought it was always like you know college has been always a better fit for me than high school because like i'm left the hell alone and teachers see you as a peer yeah it's so much better yeah like being able just to have like, a conversation with a teacher without any sort of bias or without them having any sort of feeling of... Because in high school, when you ask teachers questions, the whole thing is like, okay... They tend to be opinionated or, like... Yeah, have, they're very like opinionated. A very, yeah. yeah. So, like, they'll be, like... They'll always think that they have the right answer. But, like, when it comes to college teachers and talking to them, not only do they want to tell you the answer they want you to understand it yeah and if some student, and they will discuss it with you yeah and, and if and, some student has any sort of different viewpoint on a particular topic you know they'll present that topic and discuss about it and that's the reason why college is like so much better than high school just because high school teachers suck those are just yeah teachers that never made it to be college professors exactly and they're they just don't have the patience to deal with middle schoolers so oh, they yeah. just ended up teaching high school instead yeah, and I feel like most, um, you know, college professors speak with a lot more cohesion and clarity than high school teachers as well. Because I feel like in college, I've learned way more than I ever did in the four years that I was in high school. It's because in high school, they're just 
trying to just push you along to go to the next step, but in college, they're forming you as a person. Exactly. Like, they're molding... They're not... It's not... Well, it is about education. Yeah. But, like, the overall thing you're supposed to get out of college is, like, yourself. Yeah. Like, you're not... Like, I'm not saying you're supposed to... Like, you're supposed to find where you are in the world after you... Well, not necessarily. I feel like the whole point of college is trying to mold you into a, you know, progressive person in society that actually brings a value instead of someone that just does nothing all day. Because in high school, they don't care. Those teachers, you know, no matter what, they get the paycheck. Well, that's in college. But, like, I don't know. In high school, the only motive is just, like, okay, get these kids along and you get paid. So teachers will just, like, push, push kids along that just don't actually get the curriculum. So those kids that don't actually get the curriculum and have those questions that need answers to just get pushed along to the next grade. And then they get even more confused. And then teachers wonder why when a kid gets to senior year, why he's so lost with everything. It's like oh, no one took the time to teach him, yeah. to talk to him. Well, in college, especially at Endicott, because my classrooms are only like 20 kids. Oh, yeah. Same. I still have like high school classrooms in my college. It's great. So you really form a bond with the teacher. And at colleges, teachers have a whole different perspective and a whole different like emphasis on what they're trying to teach their students because they're not only trying to teach the course material to their students they're trying to teach their students a way to do the work and a way to be productive with their time and i feel like it's not just busy work it means something yeah yeah and i feel like with you know how you just stated how they have the emphasis i feel like they also add like intriguingness to that emphasis like they make the material more intriguing for the students to learn oh yeah because i've always been intrigued with you know what i've learned in college rather than high school well yeah it's it's more intriguing because it's more of a conversation yeah when in high school it's okay here's the material remember this because there's gonna be a test in college it's okay here's the material let's discuss it and let's you know find out how everyone understands this and in what matter what way what people think about it like they in in college people want to hear you talk yeah. In high school, it's always, you know, shut up and listen and listen to the teacher. In college, it's okay, class, let's have a discussion. Yeah. It's more open-minded. Exactly. Yeah. You want to talk about music now? <laughs> we can keep on talking about education if you want, but if you want to talk about music, let's go down that road, I want to talk friend. about my new album. Huh? I want to talk about a new album. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Spill some Deeds for everyone. All right. So basically, spill the fucking the album. Deets. The album is done. I just have to record it. So basically, I learned, so you have all the beats made. You just need. Yeah, to. I learned how to make beats and stuff. So all everything on the album is me from you know every, scratch from scratch. It's me. Well, not the sounds. Sounds I get from different sample places. My bad. Sounds I get from the sounds I get. From, are like samples sometimes that I get from different sources online. I know this really good so- website called cymatics.fm mm-hmm. where you can where you can buy or they have free sample packs which is just like loops and different kicks and you know claps everything you need basically. So I've downloaded mm-hmm. like 10,000 of those sounds onto my computer and I just jumble around with those all day long oh, every single day. Yeah. So like I don't know but this album will be called Floating on a Nimbus. I already have the cover art that I'm going to be posting on my Instagram soon along with the track list and like all the track meanings and stuff. Because people think I just rap just to rap. And mm-hmm. they don't know that I actually put thought and effort into this. Because like mm-hmm. when I say I do this at least for an hour every single day, I do this for at least an hour every single day. I'm in college, like my roommates would like go to parties or go out and do stuff and i go out and do stuff too sometimes but within an hour i'd be bored and it would be a, and it would be a weekend at college in undercut and i'd be there in my room making beats while everyone's out and having fun because that was fun for me just making beats because music is my therapy that's why i started it so i respect the fuck out of when that. i started making you know my first album the difference i had in making this album rather than any other project was i was making the beats so I can mold it around the lyrics, so I can mold the lyrics around the beat. Like, I can not only create the emphasis I want to create with my words, but I could also create the emphasis I want to create with the beat itself, because I'm making it too, so I can make it mold together and become one. So that was that kind of thing. And like I said just now, music is my therapy. Music has always been for me. I don't care about streaming numbers. I don't care if I ever get famous from this. I don't care if I ever make money from music. The main point and reason why I make music is for myself. 
I only make songs I want to listen to and I make my favorite songs. So if no one else likes it, I literally don't care anymore. I respect the I feel like I that. feel like once you stop caring about other people's opinions is when you make your best shit. And I feel like when you um, you know, when you start caring less about people's opinions and shit, you learn a whole new level of freedom within yourself. Well, yeah. Which allows you to, to have more emphasis on to create better material Because when for I would oneself. make songs, I'd be like, oh, you know, hopefully this amount of people like it. Or hopefully this type of person likes it. Hopefully it gets this kind of thing. Rather than thinking about, like, do I really believe what I'm saying? Do I really like what I'm saying? Do I even like the song as a whole? Or do I just think it has a chance of getting some sort of traction somewhere? So when I started making beats, and I just basically took a break from recording. Like, I haven't recorded a song since... July of last year. It's been 11 months since the last time I recorded a song. Really? Yeah, I just took a break. I took a break from writing for a month and did poetry instead to get a new perspective on things. Because with poetry, it's not like... I mean, poetry and like rap have similarities because it's some sort of scheme with the, you know rhymes mm-hmm. and a certain tempo to it, maybe. But in poetry, you can kind of flex meanings more and bring more different sort of boundaries viewpoints in mm-hmm. things like you can make different metaphors and you can make different storylines mm-hmm. so that's why i did poetry for a month to kind of broaden my horizon, horizon of not only storytelling but kind of just perspectives because mm-hmm. like i don't know i just thought it, I thought it would help and did and then i got mm-hmm. to college and uh that's when the album finally started getting made really it was it was Probably when I got back from winter break was really when the album started really coming together because I took a break from writing and producing over winter break. And then my first, like, I want to say my first three days back at Endicott, I made about five of the songs on the album. Mm -hmm. I made, I think I made like 10 songs in three days in the first, my first three days back from Endicott. And I think like five or six of those is on the album right now. I had like the 16. Like I got back from winter break and I just hit the ground running and I had an entirely different album like two months ago and I just kept working on it working on it refining it refining it and now mm-hmm. I only have about two of those songs from the original album on this one because it just kept kept getting better I just kept more work and more work and more work mm-hmm. like at one point I was at that college I was I would literally just go to class I was skipping some classes to work on music I would email my teachers and say I was sick or make an excuse just to work on music in my dorm room because I'd have it. some sort of creativity flow where I'd be working on a song. And, and I'd, you just did not want I that to be interrupted. Stop. I yeah. did not want to stop, and I don't want to be interrupted. And, yeah. like, I was a weirdo, too, at college. Like, <laughs> I just didn't care. Like, I'd be sitting there in my room, and they'll have, like, all three of my roommates. I had three roommates. Mm-hmm. I had all three of my roommates and, like, all their friends. So there'd be, like, eight people in my room, and I'm sitting there on my computer just, like, mouthing lyrics to the song I'm writing with mm-hmm. just a bunch of people just looking at me. Like, I just didn't care. I was just working on that shit all day long. But, yeah. So the album's called Floating on a Nimbus. I've just been ranting about nonsense for a while. And <clears throat> it's done. I just need to record it, but with my parents' home. I, I just think it's awkward to record with my parents' home. So if anyone listening to this has a place where I can record just to set up shop for a couple hours to get a song or two out and just do that a couple times. I'm I'll, I'll pay. I will pay. I'll rent. I'll rent a space. <laughs> I'm being so serious. I want to get this album done because it's been done for about three weeks now, and I want to get moving on the next thing. <laughs> Do your parents like ever leave the house to like run errands and shit or not? No, really? not really, because of quarantine. Oh. <clears throat> yeah, because they both have certain conditions where, like, if they get coronavirus, it's pretty much like donezo. Ew. Yeah, it's crazy. But anyway, <clears throat> um. By the way, oh, I had, music's fun. By the way, I had a question while you were, um, when you started talking about the whole <laughs> yeah, my music thing. Fifteen minute long rant. Yeah. <laughs> um, what do you think? Um, or like, like, what do you think when pop stars like sample old songs into like new beats and stuff? Like, what do you think about that? Well, I think that's the whole point of music. What do you mean? When, when like, <clears throat> well, if you look at most songs, most songs are a sample of another song. We just don't realize it because it's been manipulated so much. 
Like, you could take a bunch of songs and just, like, there's so many different samples we've never heard of. And, like, sometimes people use samples they don't even know where it's from. And then they'll get sued for using that sample because they didn't even know it was a fucking sample. But, like, I feel like that's the whole point of music because, like, music as a whole, in some shape or form in itself, is a collaboration. Or it's mm-hmm. some sort of chain reaction type of thing. Because, like, <clears throat> the person who makes the songs has a reaction within themselves based off of what they're saying and what they feel and everything else and with the beat. The person who helps produce the songs has the, has the emotion with their beat that they made for the person to rap over it and, like, stuff like that. The people who work on the engineering of the song and all the other, like, fine-tuning parts of it, they have their own emotions that go into making that even better. And making that sound more reformed because they agree with the message and like what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And then there's the people that listen to it. And they, you know, music's one of the most powerful things in the world. You know, pe- people are in a certain mood. They listen to certain music for certain moods. So that creates some sort of reaction. So like reusing old songs to create, that's just using art to make art. That's all it is. It's just an inspiration. Like you, like painters, they'll see some fucking painting or they'll see something and be like I want to paint that and then they'll make that or like I don't know I'm trying to think of a good comparison but I can't but basically I, 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 I think just feel I like know, that's the whole point I think I know a good comparison that you could even use. though that I know I don't think there should be copyright either because if you make the whole thing you're, I understand if it's same if it sounds like the exact same and you just yeah. use the same loopism and then just wrap your own stuff then I get that for copyright but if you take something else and flip it a whole different way, and then put whatever, and you can barely tell that it's that. I don't think there should be any copyright sort of, or sort of sample clearance. That kind of gets me pissed off in music a lot. It's the whole sample clearancing thing. Yeah. Because someone took what you did and made it a completely different thing, which is what you did in the first place. Mm-hmm. So, like, why would you not allow that when that's, like, basically what you did? Yeah. You may not have gotten your sample from another song, but you got your sample from somewhere, and then you made it your own. Mm-hmm. Granted, you may have paid for it, but then there's a person before that that had to get that sample, or made that sample, or whatever. And they let you do that, so like, why won't... I don't know. The whole sample thing has always been bullshit to me in music. That's why I'm happy I found Cymatics, because yeah. they have samples where it's copyright-free. So as long as you just make it whatever your own... And make it, you know, your own song. Mm-hmm. They won't go after you for anything, because mm-hmm. that's what they apply. That's what they supply all the sounds for. Is that? It's cool, but yeah, mm. I hate the whole copyright sample shit in the music industry. That stuff is bullshit. I can definitely understand you on that part, but I also think you know when, you know, these big like top 100 billboard artists like sample other songs like past songs and stuff like that. I just think it's like. Sometimes it just comes off as lazy to me. Like, like, have you ever heard, like, any song by, like, Ariana Grande? Like, well, in one of her no, songs, she, she like, this. sampled a song. You think it's lazy? Do you know, like, Kanye? You know, like, the whole entire, like, late registration album? Those are all, like, samples from old songs, bro. And that's one of, like, the best, like, production-wise albums. Kanye's one of the best producers, and almost all of his songs are samples from old songs. Oh, yeah. I definitely respect the fuck out of Kanye. Yeah. Don't, don't get me wrong. So man. then how are you, you going to say that's lazy? If Kanye's one of the goats of producing, and the majority of his discography is well, the samples. Re- well, the reason why I'm saying it's lazy, it's because, you know, Kanye raps about stuff that's going on in his life. and Yeah, he's insane. Yeah, he's... <laughs> Kanye's fucking Did it, yeah, on one of his concerts, he was on a floating box and rapped Life of Pablo. Dude, I would so do that. <laughs> I want, yo, on like some, like some sort of concert, you know those like, those like plastic balls that you can like get in and like go on like the water in? You can like be inside of the ball, but it like sits on top of the water. Oh, yeah, those, yeah. Those like space bubbles. Yeah. Yeah. I want to get one of those, but like crowd surf in it. And, like, have the microphone in there and, like, rap while I'm, like, crowd surfing in a big-ass bubble. That would be nuts. So I want to do one day. That's, that's, my, <laughs> that's my aspirations. <laughs> By the way, I know you're big into rap. Have you seen the um, the Travis Scott documentary on Netflix? Oh, I saw the, that. 
so long ago, right when it first came out. I just saw it recently, like a couple of weeks real? ago. Yeah, I watched it in my dorm room with my roommates. That documentary was insane. Really? Yeah. Like, I I yeah. thought it was fucking crazy. I didn't think it was crazy. I thought it was good. I don't know. I well, feel like, like every musician has. Some well, sort of I didn't story think the like documentary that. itself was crazy, but I think what Travis Scott was doing was crazy. No, yeah, I thought it was very interesting. Yeah, it was yeah. nuts. It was cool just to say. I thought it was cool because not only was it like. That wasn't necessarily about his life. It just. To me, it brought so much more meaning to the Astroworld album. Exactly. Because I feel like it just explained a lot. And I feel like the whole story and everything. Because, like, when it comes to his form of music, that form of, like, the trap stuff, to me, that's mm-hmm. entertainment music. So when people are like, oh, yo, they don't rap about, like, serious issues and everything else, it's like, well, that's not the point of their music. I'm like, if I'm looking to learn something, I'm not going to put on Migos, I'm going to put on J. Cole or Kendrick. But if I'm looking to turn up and have a good time, then I'll put on, like, Lil Baby or Travis Scott. Yeah. Because, like, that's their brand, their entertainment industry. I mean, granted, Lil Baby did just drop The Bigger Picture, which is, like, his most conscious song ever and is a banger. I don't know if you've heard it. It dropped, like, a night or two ago. It's about the whole, like, Black Lives Matter thing mm-hmm. that's going on, all the protests, and it's fire. But, mm-hmm. like, anyway. Yeah, they're more entertainment based. Yeah. So, like, to see someone like Travis Scott, who makes an entertainment, you know, type of music, bring meaning to that, it showed me how, like, okay, yeah, you can make, like, trap music and stuff, but it can still have, like, a big meaning, just like the conscious rappers. Yeah. So, uh, it gave me more of a respect for the entertainment like industry of rappers yeah. also like if you look at someone like Lil Baby like, here's what I also don't get when people trash on someone like Lil Baby if you like look at Lil Baby's lyrics like if you go to the song Some to Prove and you like look at his lyrics on paper take away the flow and the beat and just look at his lyrics like if like someone like J. Cole said the same damn shit if someone like J. Cole said the same exact thing but over like a vibey guitar with some, like, nice 90s drums. Everyone would go insane and lose their minds and call him one of the most conscious and lyrical rappers ever. But because Lil Baby did it in a fast, weird flow like Young Thug over 808s on mm-hmm. a fast-paced beat, he gets discredited and called, like, not a real artist or that he's trash or that, like, oh, he doesn't do this. Just because it's a different form of the same message. You ever notice that, like, the trap I artists? I get that. People yeah. would be like, oh, they're, like, they're not real artists. But if you mm-hmm. look at their lyrics on paper and, like, the messages, it's the same thing as the conscious rapper sometimes, mm-hmm. but just in a different form. It's because people don't listen. Hmm. Like, the, the song to prove is literally about... I feel him. enlightened now. Yeah, like, the song literally, like, yeah. something to prove is, like, literally about him. Obviously, thing like, he has something to prove. And he just talks about, like, his mm-hmm. hardships he's been through and everything else and how he's just, like... Moving on, becoming a better person. And he's just like, it's just like, I'm not going to go on and say it's some sort of like crazy motivational song and has some sort of impact on me. But like, if you're going to credit the artists who do that type of lyrical, you know, subject matter as well, just in a different way, why not give him the credit too if he's doing like the same thing as they are? Mm -hmm. Just in a different form. Like if anything, like that's more impressive Cause like, any, cause like, you can get any '90s beat and rap about conscious stuff, cause that's what it's made for. Yeah. You know the 808s and stuff. That's not made for that. Like emotionally scarred by little baby. Like that's all about like. Well, I feel like the relationship reason, stuff. Well, I feel like the reason people why admire the conscious rappers that use '90s beats it's because it was that well, kind was of style generated by rappers like Tupac and Biggie. Like they rapped about conscious things with over that '90s type B. Yeah. That's why people respect the hell out of it. But now I feel like with these trap artists, with some of them actually being conscious, they're not being praised enough because you know... They just get molded in with the rest that, exactly. don't, that, that aren't good at all. Yeah. They just get molded... They just get blamed Wh- Which is honestly the sad thing. Well, it's because they're mainstream. People... Yeah. When something hits mainstream... You know, people and, don't pay attention and, to the meeting at all and they just want a good time from it. It was like it's mainstream is like one of three people. There's, like, the regular people where they just like whatever they like. Then there's the people where it's, like, everything that's mainstream is my favorite thing because everyone else likes it. Yeah. And then there's the other people where it's, like, the thing that everyone else likes, I hate. 
it's like that person's no fun. The first, like the last two people aren't fun. It's the people that just like whatever they like that are the best because mm-hmm. there's no one else's opinion on them. That's also what I think is like annoying about music because people rely on other people's opinions for things. That's when true. music is entirely an, an individual taste. Mm-hmm. But people are like, oh, these people say this thing about this artist, so I'm not gonna listen to them, or. You know, this meme is me being made about this artist, so I'm not going to listen to them. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's fucking stupid. Yeah. <laughs> it's like someone can make a meme about me, but it's not like my music has any less credibility now. I mean, I'm going to be real honest. Like, I just don't like the mainstream media at all, but I do. That's different. Home. That's different. Mainstream media is different than mainstream music. Well, I meant mainstream music. Oh, okay. But, like... It just seems like the mainstream, like, music is just becoming, like, bland pop songs and just normal well, rappers of TikTok. Exactly. Once they started counting... The music industry started getting real fucked up once they started counting, like, TikTok plays as streams. Exactly. Because now you got these, like, random artists... Coming that, out of and nowhere. Like, not to discredit them, but, like, you know... When you're an artist, like, your image is everything. So if you're an artist and your your only hit song is from TikTok, like, you're going to be known as, the, as a TikTok rapper. Exactly. And no one's going to give you credibility then because it's like, dude, like, you're the only reason why you're credible is because you have 15-year-old girls trying to thirst trap 30-year-old men on an app. <laughs> like, that's not anything. <laughs> that's why I hate I TikTok them. so much. I can't stand it. I fucking hate that. I used app. to like it. I used to be so sucked into TikTok back in college. That's because there's nothing else to do. Yeah. I think I've opened that app up like three times since like came home. And I've, I don't, I don't, I'm about to delete it today. I had TikTok for like a little bit during winter break. And you know that like TikTok trend? Or like it was that TikTok meme where it was like the girl reacting to her acceptance letter. Uh, to her dream yeah, college yeah, and yeah, like she's yeah. freaking out yeah. and then like it would and then like the second video would be like a guy un- unraveling a towel to her yeah yeah, as, like, yeah, a joke. yeah. i did that tiktok once <laughs> and i was like i'm only gonna do this one tiktok one and only and that's it why am i not surprised at all <laughs> <laughs> so funny and i sent that to people and they were like shit that's like an and they were like, shit, that's like an actual, like, funny TikTok maze. And, like, that's actually dead funny. Like, <laughs> that's a TikTok that made me laugh. And I was like, I posted a couple welcome. TikToks and they were, like, all just stupid as hell. One of them was just me saying, like, all I'm saying is Fortnite been real quiet since Jeffrey Epstein killed himself. <laughs> <laughs> and then it was, like, a video of a deer getting, like, absolutely damaged by a car. And it was, like, me, online classes, and it was just, like, oh, that video, I, I found that video, like, freshman year from someone. It's, it's just this video of this, like, black, like, Chevy just absolutely demolishing a deer on the side of the road. And I don't know why. Every single time since freshman year, it's made me laugh. Other videos of deer getting hit don't make me laugh. It's just that one. I have a story for you about that kind of video, then. Oh, God. So, my friend sent me this video of this main road in Alaska, let's say. And there's like a moose that's running across the road, but there's this land rover that comes in the way and makes it like fly like 10 feet in the air. And I was like, shit, how funny would it be if I showed this to my advisor? (laughs) And I was like, hey, you want to see a funny meme? And she was like, yeah, sure. And it's just that video of the moose getting fucked by the Land Rover. And I showed everyone else in the room and they were dying. Bro, what's it called? I forgot. Oh, yeah. First semester, I used to just have, like, random conversations in the middle of class with my professor. Like, in front of the whole class. Mm -hmm. And, like, we just started talking about music one time. And he was like, yeah, I was in a band when I was younger. I was like, you ever lose any albums? He was like, yeah. I was like, oh, really? And he was like, yeah, I forgot the name of it. I'm so mad I forgot it. I'm going to have to email him. Mm-hmm. But he was in this band, and they released one album back in, like, the 90s. And it's all, it's still on, like, Spotify and Apple. Like, you can still listen to it to this day. Oh, no way. I, I forgot the name off the email, but it was, like, in class, and I figured that out. And I was like, yo, like, what's the name of your album? And then he told us, and he was like, 
Alright everyone, he's like, before you all go home and listen to this album, he's like, I suggest you all smoke weed before you listen to this album. He told this to my class. And I looked at him and I was like, you know what, you know what, you know what, Chris, I'll do exactly just that tonight. I got you. That's my homework. Yeah. So I smoked weed and listened to my professor's album. (laughs) That was my homework. That's great. You know what I've also noticed about college professors? They're starting to get really lenient about weed. Yeah, the the younger ones. Yeah, and even the middle-aged ones, too. Nah, at my school, all the old heads are still old heads. They're still hating. Well, there's, like, this professor that I had, my history professor, and he's, like, early 40s, I would say. And... We were talking about, like, ancient history, and we were, like, focused on, like, the Middle East or whatever, and I don't know how this came to mind, but they were talking about, like, hash and, like, hashish and stuff like that, and that's, like, basically weed from the Middle East, but it's not, like, Afghan kush. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But, um, he was talking about it, it was like, oh, yeah, this substance was, like, you know, the marijuana of today, and, you know, if you're gonna go around doing it, you know, be careful. <laughs> and, like, he wasn't, like, a like a hardo about it. He was like, yeah, if you're gonna do it, be chill about it. Like, don't be, like, an idiot. And I was like, all right, yeah. I respect the fuck out of that. Yeah, I went big to all my classes in college. I don't know what it is. I could just never go to classes high. I always felt like I needed to... I did better. For me, I do better when I'm sober, nah. and then I just and then I just get baked and have all the know. fucking fun I want. Whenever, whenever I'm cooked in class, it makes me think about. I don't know. I care more. About I do the agree class. with you on that because whenever, I care more about the class when I'm cooked because I think about the the material more, and I mm-hmm. end up creating conversations in class that actually make other people understand and learn, which is kind of funny. Yeah, because the, otherwise I would just I just be zoning out because of my ADHD. the thing is i do agree with you on some of that like when i do get high i feel my mind going to places i had never thought my mind could go to well it broadens your yeah it it, it really broadens your perspectives and i feel way more open-minded since i've you know started doing that well yeah that's the point yeah and but yeah i just felt like i always needed to be sober and get all my obligations done before i got high and then i would be set See, I just multitask and did them at the same time. Hmm. I would just get everything I needed to do done <laughs> while doing that. <laughs> and you know what? My GPA at college right now so far is like a 3.3. So I'm chilling with doing that for now. I would take CBD before I go to classes, and that would be like an Adderall for me. You see, like, I just, I, 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 don't, I don't do CBD. If I want get, to get the effects, I'll just do the real thing. For me, it acted like an Adderall. Like I've never taken Adderall. I refuse to. Well, it, it's a more organic, healthier Adderall that makes you just way more chill and chilled out. And, but with me, I just always felt more focused whenever I took it. And then, you know, I would just get so much shit done. And then I was like, wow, I really have nothing to do for the I rest of the day. I only really struggled in math. You, I can't do math when I'm cooked. Math is the only thing that, like, not like regular math. Yeah. Like, I was taking, like, college applied stats. Oh, shit. That, that got kind of hard when I yeah. I mean, great that I still passed with, like, a B, B plus. Mm-hmm. But, like, math was hard. Everything else, though. Yeah, I never really enjoyed math. Like, what class was really easy, guy? Journalism. Mm-hmm. English, all, English and history classes in college were easy with that. Mm-hmm. Salem Witch Trials became so much more interesting. <laughs> than it was before. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That's just how it worked with me in school. Yeah. Plus, it was sick. I lived my my residence hall was across the street from a beach. Oh, that's nice. That was like for like students of Endicott only. Like we have three of those private beaches for students only. That's and sick. like I my residence hall was just across the street from two of them. That's sick. So, like, my smoke spot was, like, up in the rocks on a ledge overlooking the ocean. And that was across the street. And it was it was, it was pretty great when I got my bong. That's sick. Yeah. I missed my bong. It broke when I came back home from college. No. Yeah. So I had to get a new one. It's silicone, so it won't break. 
That's good. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you gotta prepare for these things. Yeah. How big is it? Like, so. Like, how would you say how big it is? It's a solid, maybe. Well, the camera, the microphone won't see it. Yeah. It's from, like, here to, like, here. So about, like, a foot tall? Foot, foot and a half. Yeah, yeah. foot and a half. Yeah. Wow. Maybe. So, yeah, I'd say it's 14, 14, 15 inches. All right. Little bit of a unit. I respect well, that. Uh, it's thir- it was 37 yeah. bucks. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was. It's a, it's made out of silicone. It doesn't break. It does what I need to do. I still get cooked. Mm-hmm. It's thirty seven dollars. I'm fine. <laughs> Won't break. I don't have to worry about buying another one. I just gotta clean it more often. Yeah, man, have you been seeing all the what the celebrities have been saying about weed lately? Elon Musk just tweeted about it recently. Elon Musk smoked weed with Joe Rogan on his podcast. Exactly. And you want to hear the you reason You almost said the other day on Twitter, though? Yeah, I was just about to get to that. Some the, CEO was, like, saying they were going to beat Elon Musk to Mars. And Elon Musk hopped on Twitter and was like, do it, pussy. And, like, <laughs> tagged him. Dude, I was crying. Elon Musk is a fucking animal. He doesn't care, like, about... Didn't, wasn't it like he tweeted something and his company lost, like, $14 million or, like, billion dollars in, like, stock? Like, it, a Tesla stock dropped, like, some crazy that was That was because he smoked weed on... Oh, yeah, on, that, that's why it was, yeah, yeah, So, yeah. he smoked weed on the Joe Rogan podcast to lose all of that stock, right? <laughs> and, then guess, and, then, and then guess what he did? He bought all that stock again, and then when it became big again, he would just win money for himself. How smart is that? Because he was going to get that money back either way, like... He runs yeah. a car company, and he's working with space. Well, isn't like, that some sort of crime? I don't think you can really just do I feel like, I feel like that was the overall what happened, but I don't think you can just directly do that. Because if you work for a company and you have information on how the stock's going to be, like, manipulated, and then you buy stocks, you can make money. I think, I've heard the name, but I think that's some sort of crime. So I don't <laughs> think it's necessarily exactly that, but I think it's something else. It could be. I heard it was something along the lines of that. Because I think that's like fraud or something else. I don't know if it's fraud, but it's something along those lines. I, I definitely get where you're going. Yeah, I forget the name, but it's like I definitely you were say going. like it's like say I worked at like no okay so I work at Domino's. Say I'm working mm-hmm. at Domino's and I have like stock in Domino's, and I'm aware that there's something about to happen when. The stock's gonna drop, and I sell it, and I sell the stock. Wait for it to drop, buy it, and then it's gonna rise again because I have the information because I work for the company. Mm-hmm. That's a crime. Yeah, I forget the name of it, but that's a crime. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. By the way, how long have you been working at Domino's for? I started middle of March. <clears throat> nice. Yeah, because the paw socks, because the coronavirus, <sighs> baseball. So I, I I just got <clears throat> promoted too there. Really? I don't, I don't work as a cashier in merchandise anymore. I'm a part of Paw Sox Productions, the media team now. That's I did sick. an internship over my winter semester for college there. And then they switched me from the merchandise department to media. So I'll, I'd be doing, like, graphics, like, social media, like, camera work, videos, like, Photoshop, mm-hmm. all that fun stuff. That's Articles, sick. interviews, camera mm-hmm. work. My nice. career. Was was supposed to start this year, and then coronavirus happened. Yeah. So now I'm a pizza delivery driver instead. Mm-hmm. And I was expecting to go back to Wide World, but I became a DoorDash driver. Yeah, fuck it. I have it's had some. I have had some weird fucking stories happen. Oh, I've DoorDash. had some weird things at Domino's too. Trust me, <laughs> Domino's is a weird. It, it, the peep, people. The thing about the world is people never fail to amaze me just based off of the lack of basic knowledge and understanding of things that the general public has. The general public really is stupid. Yeah. Very stupid. The the general public in America is far from intelligent. Yeah. Probably myself included. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Same here. the, the, The general public is pretty much really dumb which is why people are like why are all these issues happening it's like well you know (laughs) (laughs) you have 300 million people you're gonna have some idiots 
Yeah. Some of these idiots are going to have some power at some point, and they're going to do some stupid things. Exactly. Like, if you get a room of 100 people, you know, how many of those do you think are going to be idiots? A lot. Probably a lot. You think at least, like... Maybe too much. You think at least, like... Maybe too much of those people are idiots. You think at minimum, like, maybe 5 to 10 people are complete idiots out of those 100. No, those those turn it way down to, like, 5. Out of 100 people... Five people are complete freaking idiots. So you'd think out of 300, you know, 330 million, you know, there's millions of idiots out there now. Yeah. There's tens of millions of idiots out there now at that point. And a big chunk of those idiots are influenced by TikTok stars, mumble rappers. And a big chunk of these idiots actually have, like, power in places like... Exactly, they're called politicians. Yeah, in places like police and, like, town governments and state Exactly. It's like, it's ridiculous. And a lot of the problems that occur in, you know, America today are caused by the government. In all fairness to cops, cops are either really smart or just really freaking dumb. Exactly, like I agree with cops that, that I think there is a the sharp group of line. Cops that killed George Floyd yeah. are the most idiotic cops I've probably ever seen on camera. Yeah, ha- like this dude had his knee on the dude's neck for eight minutes and forty six seconds, and the entire video, the other three officers have their hands in their pockets. You have eight minutes and 46 seconds to make a decision to save this man's life that probably takes a quarter of a second. Yeah. And you have almost nine minutes for that. Like, they had time to sit there and, like, process the situation and contemplate what to do next and, like, have a plan. Like, they had time. It's not like he was resisting. It's not like he was, like, fighting them. It's not like it was some gun shootout and he had some sort of, like, crazy weapon on him. Dude was handcuffed to the ground already pinned down. You know? There's no yeah. need for the knee on the back of his neck. But, like, that, things like, like that are, like, cops are just idiots. Like, the they least, didn't understand. The least that they could have done is just have, you know, you know, Mr. Floyd sit in the back of the car. Because the last thing you want is idiots in that situation because idiots like them won't understand the severity of a certain situation. Exactly. Like, they literally were being told like the dude George Floyd himself literally said he couldn't breathe and they just didn't process that like how do you like not process that someone's saying they can't breathe regardless if someone's a criminal I don't care what they did they deserve to live still yeah they deserve to at least go to trial and like have their consequences you don't just kill them right off the bat yeah and there's probably a million other people that have done way worse shit than you know George Floyd did and they're still alive doing shit free out of prison dude it's nuts I forget who it was Someone, I I don't. It may have. Don't quote me on this. It may. I think I don't know if it was Eric Garner or not, but there is you know, a black man that got killed by the police, and he was just selling loose cigarettes. Loose cigarettes. Yeesh. He got killed over that. That's Philando so Castile. You know, he has a gun, and he has a he has a whole entire. You know, registration and license for it. Like, it's completely legal for him to carry that. And all he did was reach over to get the registration. Mm -hmm. And because the cops were idiots and just didn't process anything, they just shot him and killed him. Mm -hmm. For, like, no reason. So, like, law enforcement... I'll stand by that. Law enforcement, they're either really intelligent or they're just some of the most idiotic people. Like, there's no gray area yeah. There's no just normal per. There's no just like normal cop. Cops are either very intelligent or they're some of the worst. Yeah. Because like, oh, what pisses me off too is the whole one bad apple thing. Oh, it's just one bad cop, in this thing. It's like well, if like there's a million tens other- to hundreds of this incident of racial injustice in law enforcement happens every year. How can you still say that's one bad apple when it's you know, multiple times a year. Yeah. You know, it doesn't make sense. That's not one bad apple. That's whole entire batches that have gone rotten. Yeah, like, did you see that video of this line of police officers? Like, they were patrolling the street, and there was, like, an old man, and he was peacefully protesting. 
And they pushed him over, cracked his head open, and exactly. killed him. Exactly. Did you see that? Yeah, just pushed him over and killed him. There are some really stupid cops out cracked there. Cracked his head open right there on the right, right there on the concrete. And the thing is, though, I read, I actually read up on that because I was, I was looking at the comments, and I went to Google and stuff like that. The cops knew who that guy was. He was a local man. The cops were familiar with who that man was. They already knew what he was about, and they already knew who he was. It's just the dude was speaking up for something that was against them. And then they just pushed him because he's a weak old man and just killed him. But yeah, no, like, it, it, was, it wasn't like, oh, he threatened him. Like, the, the cops knew who the guy was. Mm-hmm. They already had an understanding of it, which makes it even more fucked, in my opinion. I feel like we need to focus on two things on, you know, if we want to like like, rebuild nah, this country. In all, in all honesty, I don't want to defund the police. I want a system yeah. that checks the police. Because our government is a system of checks and balances, but we don't really have a system that checks the police. The police checks yeah. the police. You can't have a system that checks itself that's obviously going to fail. Yeah. So why have... They're obviously going to get away so with if, shit that yeah, no one's going to hear about. Exactly. Which is what happens. Which is why, like, this has been happening for so long with the racial justice in law enforcement. It's I think... Because of that. There's no system that checks them. Because, like, like, like I said, the whole government is a system of checks and balances. Mm-hmm. But if you have a system check itself... There's going to be flaws within that system that constantly get away over time because the system has bias. Oh, yeah, exactly. And, uh, like, that's what the whole entire, like, law enforcement is about. No mm-hmm. bias Everyone's innocent until proven guilty. Mm-hmm. But if you're checking yourself, there's going to be a bias. Exactly. If you're going against your own department or you're going against your own colleagues or other colleagues from other departments or any sort of precincts, mm-hmm. there's going to be a bias because there's already a relationship made and there's already some sort of correlation between you two. Mm-hmm. So, like... There needs to be a bigger cause or something else that checks. So, like, I don't know. I was thinking about this. I was thinking, like, what if there was, like, a system where they weren't ones to, like, do law enforcement activities on civilians. They would be basically the police for the police. And I don't mean, like, they would be, like, troopers and stuff. I mean, like, they would just be, like, some sort of thing happens where it may need an investigation this system would then look at law enforcement and see if their actions were justified and everything else without any sort of bias because they don't work for the same thing mm-hmm. like they're not directly involved with each other mm-hmm. they're the system that checks on the police because the police checks the police there's no mm-hmm. checks and balances system there. there's no balance yeah i think that's why there's so many problems with the police force right now is because there's no balance Exactly. It's all just you send your troopers out, and whatever the troopers say goes. Yeah. Whatever the cop story is the most credible one, apparently. And there was a movie I just watched recently that touches upon this subject with very heavy material. It was called um, Queen and Slim. Yeah. Have you heard about it? No, I haven't. It was... It has the same guy that's from Get Out, like the one that cries a lot oh yeah, yeah 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 that same guy and it's about this you know these two people that go on like a date from tinder or whatever and they get pulled over and the cop is basically being like a giant fucking dickhead to them for no reason they didn't have anything wrong with them and the cop was saying like oh yeah there's drugs in the back here even though the cop threw the bag of you know weed or brick of cocaine in there and said it was his, like, and they were being just fucking dickheads. Yeah. And the cop was threatening one of the lives of, you know, one of the people in it, and, you know, somehow, you know, the guy driving the car, you know, got, you know, the gun and shot him, but it was recorded on one of the police cameras, and it went viral, and they had to run away from town and basically become new people just because of this single situation. That's nuts. Isn't that fucking crazy? That is crazy. And as they're on the run, you know, they're, you know, the people that they're hitchhiking with are finding out about the situation, <laughs> and then they start becoming sus of these two people that are hitchhiking with them. Yeah. Doesn't that just... That sounds like a cool movie. I may have to check that out when I go home. Yeah. It's, it's definitely a good movie. Yeah. It, it, it's a great fucking movie. Yeah, I, I yeah. suggest you watch Seems it. like one, yeah. I think that actor's name is, like, Daniel Kaluuya. I have no so idea. Like, I couldn't tell you. I'm not. I don't yeah. know actors and stuff like that, really. Yeah. So, and I, and to kind of revert back to the whole 
you know, political you know, talk that we were just having there. I feel like the main reason why we have this divide is because of the whole two-party system. Like, See, but it's not a two-party system. Democrats can be just as problematic as Republicans, and I think it's See, but technically it's not a two-party system. There are other political parties. They're just not as relevant as, you know, Democratic and Republican. But I don't think that's the problem. I don't think that's really causing the divide here. I think the causing, well, of, in some I think ways the, causing of the divide is the understanding of humanity by the two different generations we have in one time. Mm-hmm. We're in a renaissance right now on some real shit. It's a younger generation that has a whole different ideas and viewpoints on the world that mm-hmm. doesn't match with what the people before them thought it was. There's a whole bunch of crazy art and everything else coming out of it. Like, we've been in a renaissance for a while now. This is a modern-day renaissance. You are right about that. I know I'm right, because that's what it is. So, like, we there's all this divide because, you know, when you think about it, like, slavery wasn't too long ago. Like, that was, like, our, like, great-grandfathers. Our great, I mean, like, our great-great-grandfathers. Like, that yeah. was, that's, like, four people ago. Mm-hmm. That's not, that's not long at all. So, like, like, what's it called? You know, segregation wasn't ended until, like, 40, what, like, 40, 50 years ago, something like that? It was, like, the late 60s. Yeah, so it's, like, been, like, 50 years. Like, that's not late at all. Yeah. Our parents were alive before that even happened. Yeah, they were just, like, babies, and our grandparents were alive to see this. When you have an older generation that has, you know, not saying they're all like that, but when you have an older generation that has a messed up set of beliefs... Yeah. Because of the people that came before them, and they just never learned better because they're idiots mm-hmm. for being racist. And yeah. then you have this us, the new generation, where at least some of us, I hope, are able to say that we're not racist because people are people regardless of anything. It creates conflicts, Yeah, I feel, sometimes. Because it's a whole different generation of beliefs, you know? Hey, buddy. So I think it's just like... Also, it's because I feel with social media, everyone can have all the in, in, all the information. Yeah. Obviously, not everyone uses it, but if you want any information on anything, you know, it's at your fingertips. So, like, you know, back before cell phones and stuff, you know, maybe the adults did know better because they were just more educated and they yeah. had more accessibility to more information. But nowadays... Everyone has the same access to information. So then because the people that are older now, when they were younger, you know, people older than knew better. But nowadays, you know, no, despite the age, no matter what, we're kind of more like peers. Mm-hmm. Because everyone has the same access to all the same information. Yeah. So. But the reason why I was talking about the whole two-party system is because during this whole quarantine and the whole... Black Lives Matter movement is because it made me really think about how the government treats things. And I started realizing that now you may not believe me on this, but this is just from what I've seen. But I started realizing that both parties are just not any better than, you know, what they say they are. Like they think they're better than each other and they do that by trying to impose a certain view to, you know, a certain amount of people. And, you know, they try getting them lured into it and shit like that. But I just feel like, you know, a lot of the problems would disappear if America had way more freedom and independence and liberty for everyone, because that's literally what everyone wants when they come to America. But now when people just come here, it's all political divide, you know, Racism is still rampant somehow, and all of this... Well, that's because of ignorant other... people. Racism exactly. is still rampant because of ignorant people that don't change their viewpoints on things and don't admit when they're wrong on certain things. Exactly, and... Yeah, that's just what I think now, basically. Oh, Your dog is going nuts over there, huh? He is. Mickey wants to go back inside. No, but yeah, like, during this whole quarantine and Black Lives Matter, the whole Black Lives Matter movement, you know, it just made me more libertarian, I guess, and 
I'll be honest, I don't know what the fuck liberals and everything else are. I don't, I don't know, like, right and left. Well, ones. during this quarantine, I've started reading up on philosophy. Oh. Okay. And along with that, I've gotten a whole new perspective on politics just from reading philosophy. And now I've just learned way more about it. And now I'm just like, shit, like, I have the power of Doctor Strange in my fucking head about politics. and Yeah, I don't fuck with politics. I mean, I don't fuck with it, and I do at the same time. I do and I don't, just because, like, I feel like no matter what, no one's ever going to do the job right of being the president. Exactly. It's always going to feel like half the country's happy and half the country isn't, no matter who is the fucking president. No matter who is the president, someone's going to have a problem with it. Mm-hmm. There's, someone's going to have some sort of backlash and outrage at whoever is in the chair. It doesn't matter who, doesn't mm-hmm. matter what they stand for, doesn't matter what they're doing doesn't matter what they believe in. Someone's going to be unhappy, and there's going to be a group of people that resent the fact that this person is in the chair. So I don't fuck with politics for the reason of no one's ever going to be happy by it. It's mm-hmm. never going to be perfect. People, every single four years for the elections, expect things to be perfect with whoever they voted for. When in reality, no matter who gets picked, it's not. It's never going to be perfect. There's always going to be problems that happen in... I think I think that's another thing people just don't understand. There's going to be problems. Yeah. Like, problems are unavoidable. Mm-hmm. There's never a world where everything runs according to plan and everything is smooth. There's never that. Mm-hmm. There's always going to be problems. That's just something that's always pissed me off. I just never like politics. Just because everyone always expects yeah. whoever they voted for to be the most perfect human being to ever grace the damn chair when they get in office and expect them to never make mistakes. And if they make a mistake, they turn into Twitter Nazis trying to defend them. But in reality, it's like the person's going to make mistakes in office. Every single one does Yeah, make some sort of mistake. It's the fact of how can you recover from the mistakes and manage them to create a better tomorrow after the mistakes because mistakes are unavoidable. Exactly. Everything is imperfect, and people don't realize that. Like, I'm not perfect, you're not perfect, everything in the world is not perfect. Nothing's perfect, that's the point. Exactly. Perfect is euphoria, and there's a reason why that's a fictional place. Mm -hmm. Like, this table that we're recording the podcast on, it it may look perfect, but it's actually not. I get so used without this piece right here. Yeah. Like... There's no need for this piece. This right table here. could be more minimalistic than it comes off as. Thanks. Yeah, fuck this table. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just using the table as an analogy. Table. Oh, we're bullying tables out here. Yeah. Fuck. You got less than four. Fuck tables. Fuck tables. This was from Chair Gang. <laughs> <laughs> this was sent from the Ottoman clan. Dude, who uses corner stove? This was made from left, top, and bottom stove gang. <laughs> Have you seen that? Yeah. Have you been seeing the fucking, hello, welcome to Emo IHOP, pancakes are for posers. What? <laughs> no. You've never seen that? And then there's like femboy hooters. What? And like, I don't know what else there is, but I think there was like. Femboy hooters? Simp tropical smoothie cafe. <laughs> What fuck have you been seeing online? I haven't seen any of this. <laughs> I don't know. I've just been trying to see the most of what Instagram has for memes, and this is just the shit they come up with, and I'm like, shit, I might just have to switch to Reddit. Quarantine memes have been fire, but shitty. Yeah. 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 Memes are just like... Instagram's oh. been a very toxic place over the last couple months. It really has. Instagram has been a very toxic <laughs> place to be on. That's why I just haven't really been on it. I yeah. feel like, I don't know, I feel like Instagram has been very positive, but very toxic. Mm. I feel like all social media is I feel like toxic. it's very bipolar now. Like, it, you either see very good or very bad. Social media is probably one of the most toxic things that humanity's ever had. It can either be fuel to feed like, the fire or water I'm to kill the fire. I'm not saying it's like top five, but I feel like social media, with its impact it's probably in the top 20 of most toxic things humanity's made yeah that's pretty toxic because 
social media made life become a competition. It's all about posting whatever version you want everyone to see. It's all about creating some sort of reputation that precedes who you actually are because you think that's going to give yourself some more validation in yourself if you can get that sort of acceptance and respect from others based off of a certain picture that you put 12 filters on with three hashtags so you can get more attention. Mm -hmm. Like, the whole thing of social media. Like, if social media was never a thing, like, I'd be totally fine with that. I don't know. I have, like, social media, but I don't use it. Like, I have a Twitter account that I probably use, like, once a year. I stopped using Facebook at 14. I Snapchat occasionally now. I yeah. only go on, I don't really post on Instagram anymore at all. I don't know. I, yeah. I, I, I only use social media basically just to entertain myself by looking at other posts. And like, memes. I, I literally just use social media for memes. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Everything else, the whole social aspect of social media, so toxic. It's not needed. There are definitely moments where I just want to delete Snapchat just because I don't have the energy to use it. Because, like... But I also use it to keep in touch with people that, you know, if I lost a streak with, you know, I would definitely just not <laughs> speak to them again. <laughs> Yo, this kid Max just walked by. Oh, did he just walk by? Yeah, I just, I did, he just looked at me in the freaking window. I thought he was going to come <laughs> say hi, little bastard. <laughs> yeah... Little fuckhead. <laughs> nice. No, I love him though. Yeah. No, but this has been a great episode to kick off season two. I'm yeah, so glad you reached out to me. And to season two, yeah. Wanted to get season two. Figured I had time tonight. I know we've been trying to get this episode done. Yeah. So I figured it was time. It's been a great, great conversation to kick <laughs> off season two with fucking dinosaurs, music, TikTok, and politics. Yes, sir wide variety of topics for the listeners tonight yes sir <laughs> yes that that's how we needed to be yes, weird yes, weird yes, and unique yes sir no but yeah this has been a great episode and uh we'll see you around later i guess i don't know i don't have a fucking conclusion or outro <laughs>